is the 90 Plus Podcast. With your host, Ben Rigetti and Sebastian Pereira. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90 Plus Podcast. I'm Sebastian Pereira. Unfortunately, Ben Rigetti isn't here with us today. Um, he's a bit busy doing stuff, but he will be back with me in the studio um, around Thursday or Friday. We're going to plan on getting another episode out and hopefully talk a little bit more about what's been going on with the Whitecaps. Of course, Jordi Reyna and Jasser Kamiri um, were found accused of not following the social distancing rules. They're both entering a 14-day quarantine. We'll be talking more about that. Obviously, there's been transfer rumors with Freddie Montero as well, linking him to a return to his native Colombia. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but for today, um, I have a special guest with me here, um, someone I've known for for quite a while, and um, he's going to give us his take on, of course, the whole coronavirus situation. We all know what's going on in professional sports. Um, there's a lot of leagues around the world from different sports that are just being canceled and postponed. Some of them, we don't even know when they'll come back um, in terms of soccer, football. Um, the K league is back. That's basically what's keeping everyone alive right now. The K league. Um, and then the Bundesliga of course is coming back next week. So that's, that's always great for us. But um, in terms of youth across the world, across the country here in Canada, there's a lot of aspiring soccer players that want to really push forward and get into that next stage of development, get into a career in professional soccer. Um, and here today, the guest I have here is Diego Tenatio Garcia Leal. Um, he's an up and coming soccer player, an aspiring soccer player. And, uh, and we're just gonna get his take basically on how the pandemic has affected him and his dream. Um, so yeah, well, well, welcome in, Diego. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Sebastian. I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, I'm a little disappointed. I want you to, you know, as a fellow Latin American, I want you to be able to pronounce my name right. Let's go. All right. It's, okay. okay. Do you really <laughs> so want me to repeat I, I, that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Tonatiu. Um, Tonatiu. Tonatiu. Yeah. So. Um, Garcia you know, Leal. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. No, thank you. You know, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about this podcast. And you do great work, so it's an honor to, to be on as a guest. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, man. Of course, it's great to have you here. Um, and no, of course, for, for, for a lot of people that don't know Diego, he's an up-and-coming soccer player. But not only that, he's also a content creator. He just started a couple months ago, if I'm saying this correctly, you, you started the YouTube channel, right? Yeah, a couple months ago, I started YouTube. and But I've been on Instagram and making content primarily there for the past year and a half. So or almost two years it's been a it's been a minute for sure <laughs> yeah um so diego's been doing content on instagram of course as he just said he, he basically started from there and um he's doing a lot of um drill videos a lot of work workout videos and a lot of just like so, like the typical soccer um skill videos as well but he's he's also giving us like a little bit of a guide into his life and how he's just how he's chasing his dream and and he's really trying to build a community of course of that's my goal of, for sure of aspiring athletes too um and of course now you're moving on to youtube it's a big thing of course there's a lot of editing involved in that there's a lot more time that needs to be dedicated to that but 
I'm sure you're like with the followers you got from Instagram, you'll, you'll continue to build that on towards YouTube. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Um, and to be honest, like the platform of YouTube is so different than Instagram. Like the reach is different. I've got to learn the whole, uh, you know, keyword optimization type stuff, SEO. Like there's so many different aspects to it uh, that are, that are completely new to me. And it's been really fun to embrace this new platform and, and, and learn it. So I enjoy this thing. So, you know, I, that's why I do it. But uh, yeah. Perfect. Um, and of course, if you guys want to follow Diego on, on Instagram, you can go and follow him at, at Diego uh tgl um he posts there very regularly regularly um and of course you can follow along with how he's doing during quarantine um as well you can also find his youtube uh at diego tgl as well um there's a couple videos on there already um and yeah um so i guess just going back to like the pandemic stuff because obviously you've seen and every, every soccer fan has seen it, all the, all the many soccer leagues being shut down. And we don't even know what's going to happen with the transfer window this, this summer as well. It's, it's pretty crazy, but for you, it's, it's even crazier, I guess. Cause you yeah. were, you were right on the edge of going into something pretty big. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of opportunities um, that were supposed to happen this summer, but they all got postponed because of uh, obviously the pandemic, um, you know, beyond, beyond just my personal losses i feel like the fact that there are you know i don't know how many other players there are like me that have that are suffering the same sort of in this situation but it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think that there's a whole generation of players that will have this blip in their career um that is affected by the pandemic and uh, you know just a period in their life where they're really not sure what's going to happen next because i'm 19 i just turned 19 and to be honest the next the next couple of years are, are, are question mark for me because this was the year that I was supposed to go out and trial. This was the year that I'm supposed to go and, and put myself out there really, but none of that ended up happening. So, um, you know, it's a shame, but you know, there are other players like me and it's, it's fascinating to see how people deal with the, the situation differently. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I guess that also applies for like professionals too, up and coming youngsters that are already in the youth teams that are trying to make their way in and, and basically just trying to win a spot over, but yeah, for you for sure. specifically, like you said, you, you were, this was the year for you to go trial. Um, of course, Diego has already gone on trial to Peñarol and Defensor Sporting, both clubs from Uruguay. Um, so there's your fun fact for today. Diego has already been on a couple of trials um, and he was set to go to Portugal and, and take part in a trial with Portimonense a club that's been a bit on, on a rise so far. Of course, there's um, some well-known players there, uh, Jackson Martinez and Marlos Moreno among them. Um, but that was one of your opportunities that was postponed due to the pandemic. Um, just talk a little bit more about that and what, what it was all about. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, and it was disappointing for sure. But I've been talking with my connection there, and it looks like I'll still be able to go next year potentially so the only difference will be the fact that it's gonna be a lot harder to get in as a 20 year old instead of a 19 year old um that's that's you know that's the only difference i it's a loss it's a loss really but uh at the end of the day there's not much i can do about it so um you know it would have been a really good opportunity but you know just keep moving forward and let's go on to the next mm-hmm. true but of course you i mean it's great that the fact that they're letting you go back even in a year i mean 
considering yeah, I mean, even you're a 20 year old you're going to be a 20 year old that's pretty great that they're going to take you back in i mean it's no 100 percent uh like i said i'm still in talks with okay. my connection there but uh we'll, we'll see what happens yeah i see and of another opportunity that um was unfortunately postponed for you you were going to go to a futsal yeah. tournament in toronto yeah yeah the provincial futsal tournament so i'd be playing for bc and then the winner of that would uh move on to the nationals. So it would have been a really good exposure for me, really good on my CV. And, uh, you know, just have the national team coaches watching me play is, is it would have been, it would have been streamed on Canada soccer as well. So there's just a lot of, that was honestly the biggest um, disappointment. Um, not being able to participate in that. It was something I was really looking forward to. And, uh, and yeah. I guess just talk a little bit more about that experience, like how it would have been for you. Um, of course, you're surrounded by all these Canada soccer guys who are, literally the highest level you can get yeah you're in the country so yeah i mean just talk a little bit more about how like that would have been for you because it's obviously a huge deal to be around those people yeah for sure i mean you know it, it is futsal right so it's not it's not uh so, it's not soccer um and it it's really surprising it was really surprising to me to see what a different sport futsal really is and i i, I you know i'd say this whole experience has taught me that uh Learning futsal at a, at a younger age is definitely the way to go. And it's something that's lacking here in, in Vancouver and Canada in general. So I think this whole uh, push of making futsal more popular is is something that needs to happen. And me going to that tournament would have been really great exposure for the sport because I feel like I could have documented it. I could have made that into a content piece. Um, there's a lot of things that could have ha- come out of it, not even just the fact that I'm surrounded by top-level players um, and, and top-level uh, coaches and scouts and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different aspects that I'm missing out on by not going to, to this tournament for sure. And of course, that's, that's great, man. Like that mentality you have of, of like, I mean, just focusing on like trying to exp- like, I guess, show other people that experience and through your lens as well on YouTube. So, I mean, kind of just moving forward from that, how, how has it been to, I guess, show all your followers a part of your life? Yeah, I mean, are you talking about more in like the with the futsal or just in general? Well, just like in general, because like I mean, it's on every day. You'll see like an aspiring soccer player who will, I guess, show like the most of the world what they're doing, right, and how they're trying to achieve their goals. Yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, to be honest, it is getting more popular for soccer players to document their lives. But I try to bring something different. I'm not just purely showing you the you know soccer aspects to my life because I don't believe that's all life is about. If I'm trying to play professional soccer, I'm not just going to practice soccer. There are so many other things in my life that, um, you know, that matter, that, that are as equally as important as going to the field and training for my success to play professionally. You know, like diet is, an, is a huge one. What I do on, in recovery and even, and even beyond that, just like my mentality in life in general. Uh, so my brand is Live Life Complex, and that just sort of means encompassing uh, everything that goes into playing professional soccer uh, because I don't believe that there's such thing as just focusing on one aspect to life. So, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm showcasing. That's what I'm, that's why I'm different than everyone else who's showing their, their path to pro. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fun. And, um, it honestly, it's motivation for me because I want to continually get better for the people that are watching my videos. So if I ever feel like, Oh, I don't feel like going on a train today. I think all these people watching me and it just puts that added pressure. That's actually kind of nice. So, yeah. Live life complex. Um, yeah. that's the motto for Diego's life, basically, and his brand that he's trying to build. 
Um, you can also go along and listen to Diego's podcast. It's called Live Like Complex. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so, of course, Live Like Complex is a big deal for you because it's your brand. It's what you stand by. Um, but what's like an ordinary day for you living by that motto? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I feel like in order to really understand what huh oh i got him thinking here <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good question because what's a regular day for me living by that philosophy essentially um you know to be honest there's nothing that i really have to do um to, to live by that because i feel like i feel like live life complex is what i'm already doing it's just more of a reminder for me if i ever start straying off the path that i've laid off for myself it's not so much a lifestyle that i have to strictly live by it's more of a philosophy that i apply to every decision in my life so you know if you want to learn more about it for sure listen to my podcast that's um where i dive deep into into the you know different aspects of that philosophy i take on life but it's a good question i still gotta think about that (laughs) of course let us know when you have an answer (laughs) a full answer um but of course, I mean, I mean, you and I go way back. Like, and I, I remember, I remember the good old past days. Diego and I used to go to high school together, and um, and we played on this soccer program. It would be like our first period of the day would be um, just playing soccer in the morning, and then we'd go back to the school and and obviously go go to class. But um, but since since then, it's been quite a while, um, and I only just started like getting like talking to Diego again and just catching up on what life has been like for him. Um, but man, it's, it's been a while. Like it really has since past and just to see you, I guess, progress has been crazy. Yeah, man. Likewise, you know, being, seeing where you're at now in the content that you're making, what you're doing with the podcast and everything, it's really, I love it. I'm so happy that, you know, there are other people who are like-minded to me so that they, they, they're putting the fills out there and taking advantage of the opportunity that we have now with the, the access to the internet. And, uh, you know, just, I love it. I love what you're doing, man. And it has been a long time. And I wish that I got in contact with you earlier, but so much has happened. It's been like four years, I think, right? Since four years, probably even more. Because we, we went into high school in 2014. So it's almost like six years. Yeah, six years, man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and then obviously we had some great moments. Of course, we had, we, we actually made a, we actually made a French video for one of our French classes and it turned out to be probably the best video we've done so far. Arguably. Yeah, our content creation <laughs> uh, collaborations have gone, I, I go way back. Yeah, go way uh, back, of course. <laughs> um, but then after that, you, I mean, I, I, was, I was, of course, sad to see you go. And then you go and get homeschooled. And, um, and like, what, what was that for you? Just like, I guess, yeah, putting yourself into that position of being homeschooled. And for sure, um, what, went, what, in, what went into that decision? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, a lot went into that. And the primary reason that I did that was because I wanted to, well, I knew that I was going to go to South America and I just wasn't sure if it was going to be the year after grade eight, so grade nine or grade 10. And um, so I, was, I wanted to practice doing, it was actually online. So all my courses were online. It's pretty much just like taking online courses now in the pandemic, everyone's doing it. So that's pretty much what I was doing, except uh, three, four years ago. Um, and that, that was, 
that was a tough decision because at, on one hand, I was losing the social aspect of going to school. But on the other hand, I was gaining a lot more time and really working on my time management skills uh, early, early on because, you know, I was the one that had to get everything done. There was no schedule laid out for me. Uh, all my courses were super flexible. I had to choose when the due dates were, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, it was a really great, it was a really, I honestly, that was probably one of the best decisions that I've, that I've made. I do not regret that at all. And um, yeah, it was, it was mostly just preparing to go to South America and having to do online school there and really just an opportunity for me to hone my skills as a footballer by having more time in the day to work on what I want to work on. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And um, as you said, I mean, you were going to, you knew you were going to South America and that eventually led to you trying out for um, Peñarol and Defensor Sporting, um, two pretty big clubs in Uruguay. Um, Peñarol is arguably the biggest club in Uruguay. Um, so like, well, like, of course you got homeschooled and of course you had to move then after to Uruguay. How was that all just taking it in just after being on so many youth teams across I guess the lower mainland because Diego was actually on quite a lot of youth teams here in Vancouver, if you don't believe it. And he's been everywhere. You name a club, he'll be on there at some point in their history. Um, yeah, I feel like I know every coach at this point. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then, and then you go to Uruguay and I mean, you don't, you don't really know anybody. Of course, you only know your connections and you're with your family. Um, probably. I don't know if you have friends there, of course, but it's no, no friends, no friends, no friends. Damn. But, it, but then you go into Peñarol, and how's that? Well, that's a crazy experience. I've told you this story before. It's a long one. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I think something important to mention before is uh, I'd, I'd broken my leg. So I had a major injury. Yeah, you did. To South America. And uh, that, was, that was honestly, um, that was crazy because as soon as I broke my leg, uh, I really realized how much I wanted to pursue this. And how how badly I missed playing when I when I was unable to play. You know the saying like you only truly um, what is it? You only truly miss something when you don't have it or something like that. Right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 I can relate. So, yeah. so that applies here. And I wasn't able to play. I was bedridden for a couple months, uh, and this really made me gave me time to reflect on how much I actually want to play professionally. So when I did end up going to South America and trialing for the teams. I didn't let the nerves get to me because, you know, there were nerves. Holy crap, there were nerves. Um, you know, not really speaking the language that well. Literally jumping straight into the best team in the, in, in the country and, and trialing, uh, trialing with them. That was an insane experience. So, um, but, you know, breaking my leg was a pivotal moment because it helped me really solidify the fact that any nerves I'm feeling, they're just in the moment because the end goal is what I truly am going after. So you know of course and keep in mind Diego is um Uruguayan slash slash Mexican slash Canadian yeah yeah he should know he should yeah Canadian but he's he should know more Spanish of course <laughs> I, I can pretty much tell people in Spanish that I can't speak Spanish that, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's the extent of it <laughs> um but yeah you and, and keep in mind as well Diego was at Peñarol at the exact same time that Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez were there, two LEFC forwards who are now just crushing it with LEFC um, yeah. atop the Supporter Shield standings last year with Carlos Vela himself. Um, so, I mean, moving on from that and 
of course you you were going in with a broken leg. Well, even wait, let me just interrupt you for a second. Even beyond just Brian Rodriguez and uh, Diego Rossi, there was there's players that I was playing with that the year afterwards moved on to play with the first team. There's a Facundo Pelistri, I'm pretty sure his name is. Um, yeah, he, he's now playing with the first team and he's a, he's a starter. Um, and I was competing for the right wing spot with him. So, oh, really? Yeah. And so just, just it's sort of surreal. Like, I, you know, I saw Brian Rodriguez on the bus, like the, the Peñarol bus. Um, and, and there's so many other players. Ezekiel Busquets, another Peñarol first team player who I, who I played with. Just it's, it's so surreal looking back now and seeing where they all are. But, you know, seeing where I am, it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. Yeah. Don't worry, man. You'll get there someday. Trust. Yeah. I mean, if you're in that bus with all those players, then for sure you can make it. Um, and so inspiring to be honest. Yeah, of course. And it must be, I mean, honestly, it's like surreal to me as well. Like just to like, cause I've I've known you of course. And then like to know you've been on that bus with those players is crazy. (laughs) They may not be like the biggest stars in the world, but like, I mean, they're all, they're honestly like world-class, they're, they're world-class players. I mean, they're playing and they're playing in like big leagues. And of course, Copa Libertadores for Peñarol is crazy. And LAFC just won the Supporters Shield last year, so that's crazy as well. Um, but moving on, um, um, I guess you're you're with the broken leg, and I know you've you've told me this story before, but it's 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 upsetting because you're not to your full fitness. You're not to your you can't play to the best of your ability, of course, with just coming having come off of the broken leg. So how was that? That was really frustrating. Like when I say that as soon as I could walk without pain, I was in the gym trying to get my fitness back and trying to get my leg muscles back. Because keep in mind, being better than for four months, I had no leg muscles anymore. They were just gone. It's crazy how fast your muscles can just disappear. And uh, it took a lot of work every single day in the gym, uh, sometimes even twice a day. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time doing rehab as well i live right by the ocean so that was nice you know swimming is really good for for rehab because it's no uh no pressure um so yeah you know for the for a month as, as soon as i could walk i was in the gym after the month was over uh you know i had a trial with benito and not having my fitness because you know keep in mind while i was in the gym i couldn't run i could still couldn't bend my leg past 90 degrees so i couldn't run i was just doing ba- i was just doing basic like uh um it, like strength work so as soon as I could run fully, I went to Benidorm and not being able to to be fit is what actually got me cut. You know, I couldn't keep up. And I remember in the last game after like the eighth day or something, um, you know, I just told the coach like, yo, I'm just, I'm gassed. Like, I just can't keep up. But I didn't tell him I was gassed. I was like, you know, I, I said like my ankle was hurting. He, or my, yeah, I, something keep minor. in mind also, I'm, I'm not allowed to tell them. I'm not allowed to tell them that I have a broken leg because of insurance reasons. So I had to, I had to like, <laughs> I had, to, so I was worried that they were going to think I was just garbage because they didn't know that I was previously injured. Luckily my technical skills, um, you know, sort of outshone by the fact that I wasn't fit, but it was the lack of fitness that ended up getting me cut. And it's really a shame looking back because if that never, if that didn't happen, then who knows where I would be now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's all, it's always a path, right? Like, I mean, it's all that's like what you've been saying a lot with live like complex is like you're put in the spot in your life for a reason right and exactly. of course it's always going to bring more more and better things so I, i'm, sh- I'm yeah, sure you're exactly. on that path yeah 
Um, and of course, after right after Penarol, in fact, you go to Defensor Sporting, mm-hmm. also a very good club in Uruguay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know too much about it. I do know they played a couple of times in Libertadores and um, I'm not sure what the other South American competition is called. I should know that, but <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Um, but how was that? Of course, just explain to the listeners how, how that was, that experience was. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, you know, there's, hmm. I could definitely see the difference between the the clubs of Pinedol and Defensor because Pinedol had their own bus. So they were a lot richer. They had like, they had a seven fields and they were all like amazing grass fields. They had coaches for each individual thing. Whereas when I went to Defensor, it was, you know, they had seven fields and they had a complex, but the fields were not well taken care of. There was only one coach for everything. And, you know, keep in mind, that's still amazing compared to what we have here in Vancouver. But, uh, and the fact that it's like professional, but you could totally see the difference uh, between like the amount of money that the, that the clubs had. had. And, uh, but that didn't affect, that didn't affect the trial at all. It was still a great experience. And um, yeah, I mean, definitely was a great club. Uh, it just, it didn't go as well as the Pinedo trial. And that, uh, yeah, that ended after a week. Um, not much else I can really say about that. It was a good experience. Yeah. I see. But it's still, it's still pretty good. I mean, because a lot of people don't really understand, like, the financial aspects of football. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching the uh, the Sunderland, um, the Sunderland um, Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. And it goes into a lot of how, like, championship teams and League One teams in England really struggle to literally make money. And... And then I, I started watching the Barcelona series too, and they're just like spilling cash all over the place, obviously. But for you, you you got that experience firsthand and you're yeah. like in two completely different clubs financially. You go to Peñarol, which is like probably the richest club in Uruguay, I'd say, yeah. beside Nacional. Yeah. And then and then you go to Defensor Sporting and it's just a completely different experience. Yeah. It's like a mid table club so it's not it's nothing special but there are definitely clubs that are like there okay so i was also trialing i didn't mention this because it's not like a full trial it was uh i was with the phoenix academy which is another professional club in in uruguay and i didn't mention this to you because this isn't like a like this isn't a legit trial but this they were definitely like at the like they're a bottom table team and you could tell uh because they didn't have a complex they just trained on a field um you know out in the countryside of, of, of Montevideo. And uh, yeah, so just seeing like the gradient, it was really interesting, uh, like you said, yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, and I guess moving on from this, um, let's just talk a little bit about how um, you're planning to grow as a player um, during the pandemic. Of course, you've, you've gone through a lot of stuff that not many youth players have gone through to have the opportunity to trial and to be among these players, to be among these clubs in South America. And you're here in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, not many players here in Vancouver can say that they've at least trialed with professional teams outside of Canada. Yeah, true. But for you, how is, how is I guess, your experiences with those clubs going to shape your future? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think of when I think of how those experiences change me is the fact that 
I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> like, getting a taste of what the level was like over there, it's just so hard to come back here. And uh, I don't want to put anyone put anything down here, but it's just not at the same level. And uh, I, I miss it so much, to be honest. Um, yeah, just because, I don't know, it's just not the same level. And unless you're on the Whitecaps, you're not really getting that like high quality you're not getting the same exposure that i was getting over there uh i don't know it's just it, it's just different but like you know how it affected me in a positive way was just realizing what is out there uh you know vancouver isn't all there is i'm not i'm no longer living in a bubble and now i realize uh you know how badly i do want to go overseas and trial again so now i'm just constantly working and uh you know waiting for the next opportunity like that of course um, and just during the pandemic, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on right, with all right. the leagues, if we, as, as I mentioned before, um, earlier on in the episode. But, um, I mean, has it, has it been hard for you to, like, not be able to watch football? Because, I mean, for me, for me anyway, and probably a lot of football fans can say it's, like, I would say that when I was playing, when I was younger, I would watch football a lot and I would play FIFA a lot. And a lot of the stuff that I saw in actual games and a lot of the stuff I did on FIFA when I was playing, um, I would actually, like, try on the field. So how how is it that type of the – like, that effect of the pandemic on football yeah. affecting you? Just, like, not being able to watch or – Well, not being able to watch. And, I mean, you're, you're just accustomed to, I guess, seeing all these clips of players. Um, totally. And, of course, you have to backtrack and maybe look at old footage from – old games but what's it like not knowing like the latest i don't know penural score or something yeah totally <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't know which team you support man i'm just guessing out here tottenham but um tottenham really yeah oh god <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna kick me with the podcast yeah. i think <laughs> i right. might have to bro <laughs> it's fine oh, no. um no you gotta you gotta love uh geo la salsa i'll give you that yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't like not winning the Champions League, right? That was both the best and worst Champions League. <laughs> it was insane, right? Like what they did, but also what they didn't do. <laughs> so <laughs> who did it? The boys, Liverpool. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, you're a Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> It's fine. I, to be honest, like, I, I say I support Tottenham, but at the same time, I really don't care. Like, I, I really just follow the, like, players, to be honest. Mm, and, yeah. uh, you know, I have a Tottenham shirt and everything, but, you know, people get, like, actually, people actually get upset about, you know, oh, you're Tottenham, whatever. I'm, I no, I don't. It's just, it's just more jokes. It's just it's more jokes. Don't worry, yeah. <laughs> um, I just like saying I'm a Tottenham fan to people just so it pisses them off. <laughs> it's like everyone hates Tottenham. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> what did we ever do? Well, nothing. Uh, <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, I forgot the question. Uh, it was. Oh yeah. Right. 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 It was what not being able to watch has affected me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to be honest, it, it hasn't really affected me. I never. Mm-hmm. I never. I mean, I. I just. I don't really. Yeah. It just hasn't affected me that much. Like I don't. I'm not the type of person to to you know play fifa or or watch that much uh you know football or soccer um and, and really like try to replicate what i see i mostly just focus on you know myself i watch youtube clips but 
you know, I I miss watching like the Prem and and um and you know all the other leagues, but yeah, it hasn't really affected my my actual game that much, to be honest. I see. It's more and, just depressing. <laughs> and like, I guess, I guess what probably affects you most is probably not being able to play with your teammates and stuff like that. That's the biggest thing. Not being able to play games and play with my teammates is that's rough. I'm not gonna lie, that's really rough. Um, yeah, I miss playing games, man. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like you can go out and like just. I mean, just like what's it? Just, put a friendly together. <laughs> yeah, I put a friendly together. Or anything, right? So it's yeah. Like, no, I can't you, do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I saw some people doing that. There's a field right by here, and there was a bunch of guys playing. Uh, and I was like, did I miss the memo that quarantine's over? Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, was it Yordi Reyna and Jasper Kamiri? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. Actually, honestly, it might have been. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're in Squamish. Um, no. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess, yeah, you can't, you can't go out. You, and it's going to take probably a while for everyone to get back to used to those, that dynamic of playing in an actual game. Um, so how have you been trying to deal with that and of course trying to stay fit at the same time yeah um pretty much just ramping up the individual training i mean it's the same as before like i wasn't doing individual training before but now it's really just focusing on the fitness because before i was able to get my i was kind of able to get my fitness in during team sessions but now i don't have that now i gotta go to the field and you know force myself to go make do those you know sprinting drills they're not fun uh they're not fun at all um, but you know, I enjoyed the process and the feeling afterwards, after doing a fitness session is like no other. So it's, you know, it's what it is. It's what has to be done, but definitely looking forward to training with the team again. Of course. Yeah. Um, and moving on from that, um, what, what can we expect to see from you over the next couple of months? Of course, we don't know when we're going to reach phase one, because of course there's like the five phases we're in in quarantine and we don't know when that's going to happen, when everything's going to be opening up again. Um, Isn't it phase one now? Is it phase one right now? I don't know if it's like four, one or two. I'm not even sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but there's like five phases or something that we have to stay quarantine or something, but um, well, what are you going to be doing in these next couple of months or Weeks, we don't know how many weeks, months. What are you gonna be? Yeah, doing? I mean, I've been pretty much keeping myself busy with a lot of editing. I've been, yeah, like editing takes so much time, so that mm-hmm. keeps me busy. And when I'm not editing, I'm training. When I'm not training, I'm working out. When I'm not working out, I'm eating. And that kind of, you know, that takes up a lot of my time. And and making content is, is you know, keeps me busy. Um, so you know, so to be honest, this whole quarantine thing, the only thing I'm missing out on is going on trials and training with my team and playing games. Everything else is pretty much the same. Like I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home uh, so I can still keep working my job. And, you know, working out from home isn't bad. Like it's, it, I'm still keeping fit and I've got a field nearby. So I'm actually very, very lucky in that sense. I know a lot of people have a lot worse. So yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, I guess, besides what I've mentioned, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. And in terms of content, like what are you gonna be producing over the next couple of months? Well, I've started putting out a podcast three times a week, so they're just fifteen-minute episodes. Yeah, uh, live life complex. You can yeah, listen exactly. to that. Yeah, and there's a YouTube video coming out the day that we're recording this. Uh, so I'm gonna put a YouTube video every Sunday. Um, 
I was just working on it before the podcast, actually. And I'm going to be making workout videos. Uh, so follow along workouts are something that I really enjoy watching and following along on YouTube. So I wanted to make my own because I feel like some of my workouts are very specific to footballers and they're, and they're great. And uh, so I recommend you watch them if you're listening to this and you want to work out. Uh, quick plug. I hope you don't mind that. No, of course. Uh, so, I'm at, so yeah, this one should be out. It's a leg workout. So I'm going to be doing a lot of those things um, and really documenting, I guess, what my life is is like in quarantine. So that video should be coming out, uh, you know, next week or something like that. Of course, yeah. So as I said before, you guys can go um, hit up Diego's YouTube channel at Diego D Diego T G L. Yeah. Um, and you can follow him on Instagram at Diego T G L. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that just about does it for the podcast. Um, Diego, thanks for coming along. Thanks for chatting. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, and we'd love to have you back here sometime, just like continue documenting your journey. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, once again, it's amazing that you guys are doing this podcast. I've listened to a few episodes; I really like it. And uh, yeah, I'm. Thank thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate the chat. Yeah. No problem, bro. Um, So just to let all our fans know, um, of course, as I said before, you can go and keep up with Diego's stuff on his uh, numerous social media accounts. Um, as for the 90 plus podcast, um, there's a lot more content that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, months. Ben and I have some plans that, um, we want to release soon. There will be an episode coming out either Thursday or Friday. So you guys will be able to listen to that. Um, we'll get into a bit more of what the Whitecaps have been doing the last couple of months. Um, myself and Ben have been pretty busy just finishing off school. Um, but now there's a lot more time for us to go deep into that stuff and, and talk about the Yordi Reyna and Jester Kamiri situation. Talk about, um, of course, the incredible um, support the Whitecaps have given the Vancouver Aquarium. That's been amazing. Um, so just stay tuned to Thursday's episode. And there's going to be a lot more content, of course, coming. We'll try and get a couple interviews here and there with a lot more people. Um, and just keep you guys all entertained during this quarantine. Um, so again, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Diego for coming on with us and, um, hope everyone's doing well in quarantine. Thanks for listening to the 90 plus podcast.